to Trading Matters, a podcast by OCBC Securities. In this show, we're focused on hunting down interesting market movements to help you become more opportunistic with your capital. I'm yours, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut, and today we have to focus on China. This is the news of the week. So many things going on. Even Ant Financial, the one that started it all, is potentially getting a yellow light. So maybe they're going to list again. On top of that, May Tuan rallies following all these business growth and also potentially an end of lockdown situation in China. And for a side thing, we have Starbucks. Did you know that Starbucks actually has a huge business in China? In fact, they're probably the largest coffee distributor in China today. So it is not just a US company. How is China going to play a part in their business? And overall, the main question is, is the Chinese crackdown over? Okay, CK, happy to be back with you again. This week, how have you been? Hi, Reggie. Good to be back. I mean, this week has been really busy because, you know, market as China usual. Is back. Because China is back. <laughs> as usual. Uh, yes, but, yes. you know, it's been really crazy, but actually pretty exciting to see all the things that are going on. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. And recently in this week, China has been roaring back, right? I think that's the, you know, it, it, it's slowly covering the news. There's all, <laughs> there's all that chatter about China. What is happening in the market? When we talk about China, we actually talked about it before. Uh, we said, you know, how China has all of these different factors to consider. You're talking about COVID, you're talking about the tech or regulatory crackdown, uh, talking about even things like monetary policy, right? And one of the things that we highlighted previously is how China is actually diverging from the rest of the world. So yes. when it comes to COVID, you know, they have a completely different set of policies. COVID zero versus living with COVID, right? And then yes, for yes. things like monetary policy, you know, they are easing. Uh, but the rest of the world wants to tighten, right? And, and China is like, you know, a world of its own, diverging from the rest of the world. So this week, actually, uh, fresh off the press, uh, we have seen how many new developments in both COVID as well as in the regulatory crackdown, have come out in the news. So mm -hmm. news for COVID, there's been reopening and, and the easing of lockdowns in Shanghai and Beijing. Um, news about the tech crackdown and, and how ha that has been easing. News about Didi and fresh off the press, uh, actually how even ends IPO right now, the whole thing that started it in November 2020. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> how that is actually, you know, coming back and China's going like, you know, we might consider easing it and, and, and allowing them to IPO after they abide to a certain set of rules. So that's mm, huge mm, news. Mm, mm. Uh, and it's that huge, has definitely affected the market. Yeah. I personally don't feel like all these kind of regulations are going to stop. It's just China is going to be more matured with regulation. They're going to continue to you know improve on regulation. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this thing? Well, for sure. I mean, the landscape when it comes to regulation is very different in China versus the US. In the yes. US, you can lobby for years and years about antitrust. China can just come in and slap you with a fine. That's what they did to Alibaba, a record fine, yes. 2.8 billion. Yes. Uh, there's no <laughs> sign that regulation is going to disappear in China, for sure. Mm. Uh, and at the same time, you know, it's just how the companies kind of deal with this new landscape. So, for example, we talked about Ant's IPO. Uh, and there needs to be some kind of restructuring that China has imposed on Ant. But now they are also coming in to say that, you know, there's a chance that you, if you abide by all of these rules, you have to fulfill certain requirements when it comes to capital and act more like a financial holding company, then we might let you list. So, so the regulations are still there. It's how the companies react to it and, and, and abide by it. So same thing for, um, in fact, one of the recent news that helped to boost sentiment uh, is about game approval. So we, recent, uh, we, we talked about it previously. We talked Tencent. about it, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tencent, yeah, yeah. the East, 
these two gaming giants, again, their name was not on the list. Uh, mm, but mm, mm. there were 60 titles this time that was approved. So from no approvals to 45 titles to 60 titles, uh, definitely there's some progress in the area. And, and that's what's really got the market so excited and so hyped about uh, some easing of these restrictions. So there's still going to be an approval process. It's not going to disappear. Uh, no sign of that at least. But you know, mm. there, at least there's some gaming approvals coming in rather than yes, just yes, completely yes. block out uh, for a few yes. months. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. And one of these companies that we wanted to talk about today is essentially a part of this crackdown, right? On some level, they've been affected, right? And now, probably post-COVID, things look a little bit better for them. And that's Meituan, right? So Meituan Tianping, personally, when I was staying in China, I use it a lot, a lot. <laughs> order. So I think you wanted to talk a little bit about this company. What are your thoughts? Like, What is happening with Meituan? So a lot of things going on for this company. And recently, actually, because of the easing of restrictions in Shanghai uh, and parts of China, uh, easing of the lockdowns, so actually this stock has actually, you know, had some tailwinds and it actually rallied pretty hard over the past month, two months, uh, even dating back to the March, I think mid-March low. Uh, actually, mm. it's up double digits more than, uh, I think, 30-40% around there as well. So it's huge wow. gains from that low. But of course, we have to remember mm. that it's nowhere near its high as well because it has come down so far. So yeah. a lot of volatility and a lot of fluctuations based on what's the situation in China. And that's one of the reasons why we want to talk about Meituan today. Because mm. uh, Meituan is one of the tech giants. What's so specific about Meituan that is causing the this, this rally that, that we're observing? Right? Is, is it some new business development or is it just because Shanghai is open up and it looks like things are roaring back in his business offering. Did they have did some um, differences uh, over this period of time? So you can say for Meituan, actually, uh, it's all of these factors really coming together that have provided so much of this positive sentiment. So Shanghai lockdown is one of that. I mean, the easing of that. Uh, previously, they even had to come out and part of the Common Prosperity campaign actually come out and say like, we will reduce our commissions, we will change our fees. They try and support the, the rest of the, the delivery the drivers. They're yeah, not they're the not the only, only ones. <laughs> they're not the only ones. Yeah. And the whole thing about food inflation, we talked about that in another podcast, right? And, and how that mm. has affected everyone. So um, for Meituan, that is certainly one factor when they come in to say like, you know, with the, the easing of the lockdowns, uh, there's mm. some focus on earnings. And, and they recently also had an earnings call. So their earnings were released. Uh, and just like how Alibaba surprised people by having better than expected earnings, uh, that's exactly mm. what happened for Meituan as well. So there's a lot of positive sentiment in the area. The earnings and revenue itself might not be that good, but as compared to what people were expecting, it was definitely a lot better. And, and so as yeah. compared to earnings expectations, they beat it. And, and that's one of the reasons for the share price rally as well. It's like Grab in this part of the world, right? Like, like everybody is on Grab on some level, right? So there's there's a lot of those powerful platform businesses that we can continue to talk about as we move along. But also there's another big company, right? There are a lot of people think it's a US company, but they actually have huge operation in China, right? And that is Starbucks, right? So what's so interesting about Starbucks as a business? Because to be honest, in China, right, Starbucks is quite an interesting business because in China, people drink tea mostly. Right, but uh, Starbucks was like the leading entrance in the game, right? So how are they doing in China and why do you want to talk a little bit about Starbucks today? Well, I mean, if Meituan is really China-focused, Starbucks actually 
it's international, you could say, but mm. with a huge component in China. And so, again, riding on the whole sentiment of what's happening in China, we talked about how there's easing of lockdowns. That definitely affects Starbucks as well. Uh, in fact, there's some research and news out there that says how they are reopening about 600 of their 940 stores in China. So when it comes to bottom line, you know, when it comes to earnings, your store needs to be open in order to, to get any revenue from there, right? So um, that's definitely going to be something that's going for Starbucks. At least there's some revenue coming in from the China side. But I think for mm. Starbucks, the situation's a little bit different from Meituan. Because actually, if we look at it, Meituan is a platform. Starbucks is a, a, a list of chain, uh, is a chain, right, uh, of coffee shops. And so it's hit by inflation and by food and by input prices a little mm. bit differently as compared to the platforms. So mm. in the mm. case of Starbucks, actually, uh, one of the things going against it, uh, which was actually in the first half of the year, they came out and they said that, you know, they had to raise their prices. They had to raise mm. their, their menu prices because of food inflation, because of input costs, because of higher wages. And as a result of that, you actually ended up with some of the unions protesting and, you know, uh, they said that, you know, Starbucks, you're supposed to take care of your baristas, you're supposed to take care of your workers. This is one of the things that Starbucks needs to deal with. Uh, along yeah. with that, we also have uh, some of the news about how it's looking for a new CEO uh, and, and yeah, a lot of company-specific news for Starbucks. So there's been a lot of fluctuation as well in the share price. Um, mm-hmm. You look at it in the month of May itself, down 17%, rebounded 16%, uh, double-digit swings in just one month itself. So definitely, yeah. definitely for Starbucks, uh, there's a lot of volatility, at least in terms of share price. Yeah. New CEO is always a thing, right? Previously, they brought in this CEO thinking that they want to position as a tech company. I remember there was a period of time they were talking about, oh, we have payments, we do credit, we do all these kind of stuff, right? With the Starbucks membership, right? But yeah, it's interesting where, where that will go. But following our discussion from last week and a few weeks back, all these food inflation discussion, right? Don't you think a company like Starbucks because of their size, just have mere negotiation power over their ability to control, you know, food prices as much as everybody is hit, right? Um, is there some sort of advantage for for company at this size? Maybe not unique to Starbucks, but just talking about size in general, you know, if you can buy so much, right, maybe you can write inflation a little bit better or, or you don't think so? So that's the thing, right? I mean, for Starbucks, what I mentioned is actually one of the kind of sticky areas or... or difficult mm. to deal with areas is in the area of wages. And in mm. the US, I mean, we have seen that happen to Amazon as well, right? The unions wanting to come in. Uh, mm. Exactly what happened for Starbucks as well. So you got to see in terms of inflation, how the company is being hit. Uh, in the case for Starbucks, yes, you are right. They did manage to raise their prices. So offset their input price increases. They actually came out and wanted to change their menu prices. Uh, but at the same time, all these other factors, it's not just about your coffee or in terms of like maybe oil prices that are affecting it, things like wages as well. And that's mm-hmm. definitely an area that the company is now struggling to deal with. So it could be, you know, they can set the price, but you end up with a lot of negative press. And right now, actually, one of the big headwinds for Starbucks is really all about the negative publicity that their CEO mm-hmm. now needs to deal with in this new environment. Okay, so so you believe that it's all these negativity that's causing the volatility? It's not really so much about negativity and how it deals with it, but about uncertainty. Mm. So uncertainty about the CEO, ah, okay. uncertainty about whether or not, you know, there'll actually be wage increases, which is bad for the companies. 
uh, bottom line at the end mm. of the day, things like that. Mm. Okay, I hear you on that. I think that's a fair point. So in, in closing, right, about broader China and some of these companies we've talked about, is there any other specific things you want to share with us today? Yeah, so actually, I think one of the reasons why we chose the companies to highlight today uh, is actually to also show that, you know, when you're talking about a China-specific theme, you actually don't only just look at Chinese-listed stocks or Hong Kong stocks or even ADRs of China companies but listed in, uh, in the US because there are so many MNCs out there in the US that also have exposure to China. And, and case in point is actually how many of the MNCs in the US, uh, including Starbucks, but also other companies like, say, McDonald's, they have exposure globally and, and to mm. even places like Russia. So this is kind of something for you to, to, to broaden your horizon to see, okay, not just mm. Chinese stocks, but also maybe mm. US stocks that have China exposure or, or anything like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and as China stocks start to go international, they will also have international exposure, right? They also get affected by international exposure. Uh, yeah, one classic company that comes to my mind is Citibank, right? When, <laughs> when interest rates move, you know, every other major US banks move in tandem. But Citibank is that weird one that, that moves differently, right? Because it has so much exposure internationally, its business is not localized anymore, right? So yeah, that's a cause for another discussion for another day. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining me again every week, CK. I will see you next week. Thank you. Hey, thank you for tuning in weekly with us at Trading Matters, a podcast by OCBC Securities. If you want to be even faster in following latest market insights done by the team at OCBC Securities, you should visit iocbc.com slash tradingmatters for market insights on Singapore, China, Hong Kong, and the US, and a lot of the stuff that we couldn't cover on the show today. This show is jointly produced by the team at The Financial Coconut and OCBC Securities. We hope you become a more astute trader following our weekly show. And we want to hear from you. Join our ecosystem, events, and all that stuff. Details in the description below. I will see you next week. Also, contents of this podcast are intended for general information only and should not be construed as recommendation or solicitation to invest in any financial products. All investments are subjected to risk. Before investing, you should conduct your own self-assessment and seek independent financial advice. For the full disclaimer, check out iocbc.com slash tradingmatters. Also, like, share,